You are listening to the Reality Steve Podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Matt's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 225. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you for tuning in. Great show for you again this week. Another Temptation Island guest. Last week, we had Kendall Kirkland. The other half of that couple on Temptation Island is his girlfriend, Erica Washington. And she's joining us today. And if you listened to Kendall last week, you can listen to Erica this week and maybe compare notes. And um, we go over some of the stuff that Kendall said. And uh, Eric, Erica is very open and honest uh, in all the questions that I ask her. And you can do your own digging <laughs> if you'd like. So we'll get to that momentarily. Obviously, yesterday was a big day in that uh, I revealed the twist that you're going to see on Monday, the After the Final Rose. If you did not read yesterday, either my Instagram or my Twitter or read my column, and you don't want to know, then I guess plug your ears for the next 30 seconds to a minute. But So that's the basics of what goes down on Monday at the After the Final Rose is that Katie is announced as the Bachelorette. But in addition, Michelle is also announced as the Bachelorette. I don't know what order it actually happens in, but they did show a clip on the After the Final Rose of Emmanuel on one of the Bachelor sites. And you hear Emmanuel saying... We've got a curveball coming up. That's what this is. Because when they filmed that show, for a month, I've been saying Katie's the Bachelorette. Earlier that week, before they taped, I said Katie will be named the Bachelorette earlier this week. So I'm guessing that's why they have Emmanuel saying that. To make people think that it's not Katie or whatever the case may be. But it is Katie. She starts her filming. I believe it's next weekend is the first night. Because I'm starting to get guys on her season that I will reveal next week. And then I'm hearing that it's starting next weekend. So they really didn't delay it a week. Because this is the nor- this is the week where that show normally starts. Which is the same week that the Bachelor finale airs is when the Bachelorette season begins. Bachelorette finale is always on a Monday or a Tuesday when they do a two-night finale. And then the Bachelorette season starts later on that week. So you've got that. But then later on this summer, Michelle is going to be have her own Bachelorette season, which really is interesting when you look at the schedule for these Bachelor producers. Not like I care how much they work, but, you know, Katie's season starts filming probably next weekend. And that'll go till end of April. And then... You know, you've got Paradise that films in June. That's usually first week of June till pretty much the end of June. Then Michelle's season we know is filming this summer because she's a teacher and she didn't want to leave her students. So my guess is they're going to take most of July and go into August to film Michelle's season. And then we know The Bachelor films third week of September till right before Thanksgiving. So this Bachelor and Bachelorette production team doesn't have more than a month off for the rest of the calendar year of 2021 except the last week of November and all of December. 
So this idea of this senior bachelor show that they keep pitching during the commercials, I don't know when this thing is going to film. They don't have more than a month off, and it's going to be the same production team, I would think, unless they go to a more of a skeleton crew for that show because there's not going to be any travel. I don't know, but it really seems difficult that they'd be able to film that particular season of the senior bachelor bachelorette thing that they want to do sometime in 2021 because I just laid out the rest of their schedule. They have four more seasons to film in 2021. Katie's season, Bachelor in Paradise, Michelle's season, and the next Bachelor. So I know a lot of you are asking me, well, how is it going to work with Michelle? When's it going to air? Let's face it. Last summer, Claire's season started filming July 18th. I think they're going to start earlier than that for Michelle. I don't think they're starting that late in July. So I'm assuming it's going to be on the same schedule. They're going to film in July, maybe into August, and it's going to start airing in October, like uh, I, like Claire's did. Clarentatious season started, what, October? Oh gosh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say like October 8th or so, something like that, and ended right before Christmas. So we're going to get another six straight months of, well, gosh, I mean, you've, you're going to have... Let's back up here this year. Katie's season is going to start filming. It's going to start airing in May and at the end of July. That'll go right into Paradise airing. That'll go into mid-September. They will be they will be airing Paradise. Well, they're going to be airing Katie's, like the, the back half of Katie's season and probably the beginning of Paradise while they're filming Michelle's season. And then when... Um, Paradise is Paradise is going to go until pretty much mid-September airing. Then they start filming Bachelor, and just like when when Matt's season was filming, Claire's season was airing. Probably going to be the same exact thing this year. When the next Bachelor season is filming, Michelle's season will be airing, and then it'll end right before Christmas, and we'll go right into Bachelor twenty twenty two. So we're going to have, again, a, a lot of Bachelor programming coming up, and that's not even including this senior show, which, I, again, like I said, I don't know when this, this thing is going to get filmed. But the results yesterday, after I put out the spoiler, has been pretty positive. I mean, it's actually been way more positive than I usually expect. Most things get shit on in this franchise. So I'd say, I, based on the emails that I got, the tweets that I saw, the DMs that I got, I'd say 80 to 90% approval rate that this is the twist that was on the show, that people like it, which is kind of funny because when, when all I had out there was Katie's your bachelorette, it was probably 50, 50, like, uh, I love, you know, I love Katie. She's great. Can't wait to watch her season. And then 50% of the audience was like, eh, I can't believe they're choosing Katie when they had so many other women who finished ahead of her and so many other great women of color. And then yesterday I make the announcement that, yeah, Katie's getting a season, but also Michelle. And everyone's like, oh, this is awesome. Like, they almost kind of have a feeling all the people that were like anti-Katie were like, well, I'm good with Katie's season now because Michelle got one too. Like, I just thought that was kind of funny. But I'm I'm fine with both. I, I, I like the decision. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. And I'm looking forward to both of them. And, you know, for me, I, as I've always said, I don't care who gets the lead. I just care that there's a season, and now it looks like I've got more work. <laughs> I've got more work ahead of me. You know, after what happened this season and Matt's season and everything going on, and everyone thinking that this franchise was going to hell in a handbasket, and oh my god, they're going to be taken off the air. 
they just added seasons. <laughs> we just added a season. They're so clearly, you know, I they're not going anywhere. Now, if things don't change, that could happen. And that's a, that's the one thing. And when if you watch the live on Tuesday night, that was Ashley Spivey's biggest issue is that she it's not that she doesn't like Michelle as a bachelorette. She loves Michelle. But Ashley just said, I don't feel comfortable with Michelle because production hasn't proven to me they know how to have how to handle a person of color as the lead on the show. Just watch Matt's season. It was a fucking disaster. So um, at this point. That's where we're at, and you know we'll see what happens. I think I think it'll be really interesting. I, I'm looking forward to Katie's season. Looking forward to Michelle's. Probably means we're going to start getting Katie's guys next week. They're going to be released by the show, assuming they still do that. And I'll fill you in on first and last names and their social media accounts as soon as I can. But um, if that happens, and I'm sure it will, so. A lot to look forward to in Bachelor Nation. I don't know who the host is. We don't know yet, but as things have gone on, I've been able to find stuff out over the last three or four weeks. I mentioned it in yesterday's column. I've given you a lot of exclusives. Maybe I will have the exclusive on who the next host of this show is going to be. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. And I I was just glad I was able to get that because I honestly didn't know if I was going to be able to get that after the Funnel Rose spoiler. I really didn't. I knew that there was a twist, and I was just digging. I was like, what is this twist? What is this twist? And then I finally was able to get it. So glad you all enjoyed it. I I definitely say it might even be uh, 80% might be too low. I want to say 90%. And the ones that didn't like it are probably just people saying, well, what about Abigail? It's like, well, you can't give everybody the Bachelorette gig. I mean, some people are just not going to get it. So if that's the negative response what about abigail then i don't really even consider that negative you know it's more it's more or less a negative response to this would be i hate both of these women i don't want to see them on my tv and i i didn't see that once yesterday so that's a good thing a lot of bachelor programming coming up oh my god let me have a break so anyway um so that's your bachelor stuff and of course temptation island is here Season three is airing every Tuesday night, 10, 9 central on USA. Last week we had Kendall Kirkland. This week we have his girlfriend, Erica Washington. So check it out. Podcast number 225. Okay, let's bring her in. She is the other half of the Kendall and Erica couple on this season of Temptation Island, airing Tuesday nights at 10, 9 central on USA Network. It's Erica Washington. Erica, thank you for joining me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Let's get started with how I pretty much start all these with your fellow castmates. Um, I want to know your background. I don't feel like we know enough about the contestants in terms of before they, they were on the island, who you are, a little bit about you, where you grew up, what you're, uh, what you're schooling, what you're doing now. Give us a little update on Erica Washington. Yes, of course. So I was born and raised in San Diego, California, um, recently moved to L.A. I've only been here for a few years now, um, but I'm a communications major. And at the time, I was a personal assistant for a fitness influencer, um, but I now work at the VA hospital. Oh, OK. Interesting. Yeah. So you are. Is that how you and Kendall kind of linked up in terms of your background in fitness or how did you guys meet again? I, he told me last week and I forget. Sorry. Yeah. So 
um, so Kendall being from San Diego too, we actually had a lot of mutual friends. Um, one weekend I took a trip to Vegas with one of my girlfriends and she was linking up with one of his friends. Um, so his friend brought Kendall along because I was with my girlfriend and we met there. So we met in Vegas and then when we got back to San Diego, you know, didn't really know if we were going to still stay connected. And we just ended up talking like literally every single day. That's right. Now I remember he told the, that's right. He yeah. mentioned the Vegas story. Um, so when you were, I don't know, going through this process, I, I remember Kendall did say last week that this was kind of all his idea, like it was brought to him. He found out about it somehow, and he presented this opportunity to you. I don't think you were on board at first, but tell us how that all went in terms of how he presented it to you and where you were in terms of, I don't know, maybe immediately being a little hesitant about doing this. Yeah, so I was on my way home and I got a phone call from someone and they're pretty much just like hey you know it's so and so calling in regards to Temptation Island do you have a do you have a second to chat and I'm like who like who are you and they're like okay, I can talk to Kendall and then we'll call you back tomorrow and I'm like okay so I call Kendall and I'm like what like what is Temptation Island what is this all about so I get home and you know we have a conversation about it and my initial reaction is absolutely not I'm not going on the show where you know, you're put in a position to date around to other people and be, you know, technically single for X amount of days, weeks, however long. Uh, at first, I was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing this. Um, but as he said, we had so many conversations just surrounding the idea of even going. Um, and as we continue to talk about it, I'm like, you know what, like, it's a bit unconventional, but this is definitely a way to just sort of figure out, okay, is our relationship built the way that we think it is? And are we truly meant for each other had you watched any had you I know you said initially you were like no is it because you had seen something from the first two seasons were you familiar with it or no yeah so I was familiar I hadn't seen the full seasons but I've seen you know little snippets here and there which is why I was like oh no 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 <laughs> so okay so you were aware of what the show was what the process yeah. was to this whole thing and what could possibly happen um and he mentioned it last week and, you know, we talk about it with you. I want to talk about it with you in terms of, I mean, the biggest thing and like we can get right into it now is you guys are probably the most talked about couple right now because of what mm -hmm. Kendall is doing on screen. So right. that is where a lot of people are having a disconnect with him. And mm -hmm. I, you know, when I had him on last week, I'm like, okay, I, I kind of see where he's coming from, but I also kind of don't. And I, and I want, and that the reason why I wanted to talk to you was because you're the other end of this and you're the one that has to deal with his actions on television. So what I'm curious of is this, this notion of, I didn't come on the island. We have no rules, but I didn't come here to cheat. And <laughs> that's where I'm kind of, um, I, so I guess by his rules, he's not cheating, but, for the people that are watching, it is cheating. So I, can you explain this to me? I'm I'm still really confused. <laughs> and I will just say, you know, that was definitely miscommunication between Kendall and I, too, because it's like, okay, you know, we're not going to set any rules. I mean, for me, the purpose of that was I want to see your heart's true desires. I want to see, you know, what you do when you're in a position to you know be intimate with someone or just be around other women like what are you gonna do 
what is your initial what's your initial reaction to that um and then i mean kendall on the other half was like you know well this is my opportunity to be single you know i don't want to cheat that's not my goal i mean obviously that wasn't necessarily the case but um you know it, it was just such a disconnect between the two of us like we were i guess i thought you know going into it we thought that we were on the same page with the no rules and then very quickly that completely changed so um i mean i have to side with everybody else you know regardless of the situation or regardless of the position we're putting ourselves in i mean it's definitely still a form of cheating yeah and obviously you had to uh, endure it out there on the island we saw this mm-hmm. week's episode where you get to see the clip of of what happened with him and alexis and i don't know because the week before on your clip, which was the, I think the devil, yeah, the devil and angels clip where Mm -hmm. Alexis was just coming on to him pretty hard and, you know, rubbing her ass in his crotch. It really bothered you. And you, and you had a very deep conversation with Mark that probably went on a hell of a lot longer than even what was shown. But what we were shown was still very, you were very emotional and Mm -hmm. were seemingly doubting yourself and doubting your own intuition. And then, Mm -hmm. Last night, the op- you know, even even more worse footage, I guess you could say, is shown to you. And mm. you were like, I'm good. Like, hey, everything's everything's good. Like the girls are I think the girls <laughs> thought you were gonna break down again and you were like, No, nah, I'm yeah. I'm good. No. And so why was that your reaction? So uh, um what's not shown, you know, in the first few episodes that we've seen is the extreme amount of crying that I was doing. Um, So I think, you know, by the time we got to the bonfire and I saw the clip, it's sort of like, you know, based off of the first bonfire clip, I'm just expecting to see the worst of the worst. Like I'm mentally preparing myself going into it. So when I see it, it's like, you know, damn, unfortunately, this is exactly what I expected to see. But like, I've already sat and cried about it so much. I refuse to sit here and continue to cry about it. Like I just didn't really have it in me to keep crying about you know the same person just disappointing me again and it's funny because I've actually had a lot of people like oh my god like how are you sitting there with a smirk on your face and it's like I mean what do you do in those moments no one can ever prepare you to watch your significant other have sex with someone in front of your face so it's like all right well (laughs) yeah no I mean I think people I think people probably applauded you for the way you acted I think they were just surprised because they were because they were like if if that were me in that position, I'd be, you know, furious, crying, breaking down. Right. But you're saying, look, I had already done that enough times. I didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> doing it again just seemed like counterproductive. It was just going to add more to it. Now, did it exactly. did it bother you more that I don't not that it bothered you more or less in the fact mm-hmm. that from what we've seen so far, the other clips that the other women have gotten to see has been so far different than what Kendall, like their guys aren't doing anything close to what Kendall has done up to this point. So did that, did that play into it too? Like, God, I wish, I wish one of these other guys would be seen doing something remotely close to what Kendall is doing. Cause I feel like I'm out on an Island here. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely do not wish that. And you know, the guys don't were... wish it, but no, no, no. Yeah. 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 yeah um, but I mean, it was just watching those clips, I guess, watching the other girls clips for me, it was like, well, geez, I wish that, you know, Kendall was over there talking about how he wants to be a better man for our relationship or talking about, 
or, you know, even just seeking advice from some of the other girls that he's surrounded with, like, how can I make my woman feel better? You know, like just trying to at least focus on our relationship a little bit. And I mean, clearly that wasn't necessarily the case. Um, but yeah, no, definitely wish that I guess my clips sort of looked like their clips in a sense. Yeah. No, that's what that's where I was just like it had to it had to almost it was it was bad enough to watch what he was doing, but it almost mm-hmm. had to sting almost double the amount just because none of the other guys, at least that what was shown to to you guys in those clips and to the audience has been anything, you know, remotely close. It is guys talking right. about, you know, Julian talking about, wow, this this experience really opened up my eyes. You know, Tom's done a little bit of flirting and with uh, with Sophia and whatnot, but nothing along this line and then Corey obviously just uh you know he, he didn't do anything uh, at least so far so um you know he's just pining over Aaron the whole time so <laughs> yeah I'm like geez cannot be Kendall <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what I mean like it's just it's really it's but it's fascinating because it's like you know you know I, I I read some of the stuff online I like to see the reaction of people and everyone's just like well, what do you, you know, the people that are maybe even siding with Kendall are like, well, what do you expect, uh, Erica? This is what you signed up for. Like this, this has the ability to happen if you choose to bring your significant other on this show. So what is your response to something like that? Um, I mean, of course, I mean, obviously, I guess we know what we signed up for, but it still comes down to the respect. You know, if you love someone and if you have a certain amount of respect for this person, regardless of what position you're put in I mean there has to be a thought in the back of your head like you know I'm going to respect this person because I love them or even just I'm going to respect myself because I know that at some point you know the world is going to see this so you know yeah we know we signed up for but still there should have been a certain level of respect that wasn't there what is the um I, I think it was in the first bonfire you made a reference to your father and mm-hmm. something about you had you're going to have to explain this to your dad or Kendall's going to have to explain this to your dad. What exactly did you mean? Have you obviously I'm assuming you've spoken about this to your to your dad about what's going on in the show and whatnot. And has he given you thoughts so far as to what has been shown and what's going on? Yeah, so my dad's reaction to a lot of this is actually very surprising to me. Um, I'm a daddy's girl, and my dad is like a typical military dad, basically. Mm. Uh, very strict when I'm growing up. So I'm just expecting, like, the second I tell my dad what's going on, like, he's going to come for Kendall. He's going to say, you have some explaining to do. So um, that's, you know, sort of what I was referring to. Just, you know, I know my dad's not going to let it slide. He's definitely going to want to talk to to Kendall about it. But, um, I mean, my dad's been very supportive over the past few episodes and just sort of understanding and he's you know he's not really worried about um what a lot of other people are saying he's just sort of just checking in with me and like you know I know that all of this is going on on TV but like are you okay if I let him know I'm okay then he's good so yeah no and it's it's definitely interesting I would think it's you know having yourself and the people involved having to watch this back it also mm-hmm. includes you know, family watching this back and probably people making comments to family members. I don't know if you have any siblings or whatever, but uh, you mm-hmm. know, for me that covers the bachelor and the bachelorette it's with social media nowadays, it's turned into not only do you have to suffer the brunt of what people's opinions are of the show, but anybody that you know um, has to as well. And uh, right. you know, I'm sure your parents or any possible siblings, friends, are, are well aware that Erica's on this uh, show and, oh my gosh, look what Kendall did and stuff like that. So, 
I, I guess it can't be easy. And I'm sure you're hearing it from a lot of different directions. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I don't like, I don't spend too much time on social media, you know, going through a lot of these like comments or messages. So um, I'm doing a pretty good job at keeping my distance. I have a younger sister her on the other hand, you know, she's always ready to go to war for me, (laughs) but, and even some of my friends, but, um, I mean, I guess just for everyone, like I said, including my dad, it's just sort of like, are you okay? That's all that matters. Like there's people at home. Some people are, you know, very supportive and happy watching the show. And then there's also a lot of miserable people at home. And unfortunately social media gives these people the opportunity to really just share their opinion or share their thoughts, which is completely okay. Um, You know, sometimes it can just be a little harsh and a little bit nasty, but it's all good. So about your journey, let's get off Kendall for a second. Um, Your, I'm already forgetting who your first date was with, but I know that your most recent one uh, was with Jesse. Who was the first one with again? Remind remind me. My first date was with Lex. Yes. That's right. That's right. Because you got very emotional on on that date as uh, as well. Um, So, Jesse, tell us um, why you ended up picking Jesse. Because I believe Jesse in the first episode was on a date with Kristen? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, what made. Because we never actually saw the transition of. I think we just kind of saw, oh, by the way, the second dates are here and. I don't think we ever see mm-hmm. you picking Jesse. Maybe we did. I don't know. I, I think we did. Anyway. Um, no, it, I don't think it showed. It didn't show. Okay. So tell us the transition of doing that. And was there any sort of, just out of curiosity, did you go to Kristen first and been like, hey, I'm kind of interested in Jesse. I know you went out with him, you know, one time. I, I, I'm going to let, I'm going to, I want to go out with him. Or did you just do it on your own and, or maybe already knew that Kristen wasn't totally sold on him? So actually, Kristen came to me. Um, I absolutely love Kristen. Yeah. Um, but she came up to me. You know, we were all of us girls were having a conversation after the first dates. And she was just like, hey, you know, I think that Jesse is someone you need to take on a date because a lot of the things that, you know, you've been saying that you've wanted, he, I feel like, carries those things. So it would be nice if you, um, you know, got to know him and go on a date with him. And I was like, okay, like, I'll consider it. Um, and then when I finally had the opportunity to talk to Jesse just one-on-one for the very first time, it was like, okay, like I can see why she's like, Hey, like, this is a good guy, you know, get to know him. Um, so that's why I decided to pick him. And I actually, it was just in the midst of having that first conversation. I think we talked for like over an hour, just the two of us. And I was like, okay, like now I feel comfortable with asking him on an, on a second date. Oh, okay. What, what is your dating history? Um, before Kendall? Like how many serious relationships have have you been in? Um, I would say that I've only been in like two really serious relationships. Um, all of those relationships very very toxic. Oh. Um, so when I started dating Kendall, um, that was like the first time that I was dating in a little over a year because I was just like, you know what, I just need to embrace like my single life. Okay, and you know one of the things that you brought up at the bonfire on this past, on this week's episode was the fact that Kendall had cheated in the past as well. So uh-huh. um, I, I, that just popped into my head again. I was like, oh, that's right. He, he cheated. So that was kind of just, it was almost like a throwaway sentence in your conversation with Mark. It was, he asked you and you responded. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming that was a sticking point in your relationship as well. There, there was a, a trust factor there with Kendall and, 
in this particular cheating incident? Was this an ongoing thing or it happened once or when was it? Was it early on or yeah. was it later on? Um, so it was later on um, in our relationship and it wasn't an ongoing thing. It, you know, was a one time thing, but I think where things started to go downhill was when we were just essentially just sort of taking turns, just hurting each other. Hmm. So, um, you know, what is not talked about is how, like, I, I guess I've definitely been in a position in our relationship to where I just felt so just thirsty for somebody to give me any type of attention um, or just, you know, speak so positively of me because I feel like I was never getting that from Kendall. So then, you know, after the first incident of him sort of cheating, it was like I was in a really low place and then I cheated back. <laughs> so okay. then it's like just leading up to to the moments of us stepping foot on the island it's like we're just taking turns hurting each other so it's like dude like we gotta stop this we gotta just figure out is this something that we actually want to be serious about or are we just gonna like have to just leave it where it is and just move on yeah when when you said we both were hurting each other i was like that was gonna be my next question i was gonna ask did you you cheat as well to get back at him and that sounds like what you did it was more of a revenge cheat than you really i don't know stepping out on him and really didn't want anything to do with it. it was more of like well you know what if you did that to me fuck you i'm doing it back yeah and it wasn't necessarily to like oh let me do this to hurt you it was like i was in like i said again like such a low place i feel like i wasn't being heard i feel like i wasn't being appreciated um so then you know right time right place someone comes up to you and they're yeah. like feeding all of these things into your ear and making you feel like you know a queen and it's like all right so um so yeah i mean Definitely the goal was is never to, you know, hurt him back or be vindictive, but I mean it happened, so Yeah, the timing the timing was there and it and it happened. Yeah. Um I think I think a lot of the people's complaints happened to be around uh, around Kendall and even a couple of things that I heard after last week's um podcast was just that he really um I, I think a lot of people looked at the first few episodes of this season and are just like, wow, he's controlling her. He's manipulating her. He's getting her to believe all these things that um, just to keep him under his wing while he can go off and philander and do what else he wants to do. And I mean, what, what is your take on that? Um, I mean, it's, I see how it's very easy to see that someone's controlling, you know, someone's manipulative. I wouldn't necessarily pin that on him however he does i mean manipulative no controlling in a sense yeah i mean after talking to him last week i'm sure you you know see that kendall knows what he wants he knows what he wants he knows how he wants it done yeah um so if it's anything outside of that then he's frustrated or whatever the case might be um so he's definitely been there's definitely aspects when he's been pretty controlling just because again, he just knows what he wants and he knows how he wants it done. And that's one thing that we've always butt heads about because it's like, you know, when you're in a relationship, you cannot, it's not just going to be exactly how you want it to be. Like there's another person involved and now you have to compromise and you have to be okay with that. You have to respect what the other person wants to do and vice versa. Um, So yeah, I mean, I definitely see how people are, you know, sort of, I guess assuming that he's a manipulative person, but yeah. Yeah, it was um it was no doubt interesting and um I I I got 
interesting feedback um, from mm-hmm. from last week's podcast. And I'm just out of curiosity, kind of switching subjects here. Uh, curiosity yeah. as as a as a woman who's looking at the other women, the singles on the island, and mm-hmm. I know that when Kendall first picked Alexis for a date and grabbed her mm-hmm. hand and walked back to the seat, you made a comment about sanitizing his hand. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> um, yeah, COVID. That's right. Um, but so, so watching all this, I don't know. When you when you saw Kendall and you saw Kendall in the first clip with her at the Devils and Angels party, and then this clip mm-hmm. is when you look at someone at Alex, like Alexis, are you mad at her? Um, do you think is this someone you saw Kendall possibly vibing with? Or was this completely out of left field? Uh, completely out of left field because she is not his type. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, that's all I'll say. Um, but <laughs> wait, I mean, wait, not his type. How? Based on what? The I mean, not his type. How? Um, I mean, I I get like I don't really I didn't really so in this moment I don't really know anything about her so like I can't be like oh you know her personality okay that makes sense that he would choose her but yeah. so just. Of what I know, the physical appearance, that is absolutely not his type. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I want to ask, uh, <laughs> uh, is he, I mean, does does he just, does does Kendall not like white girls? Is this, is, is, is he not interracially <laughs> dated before? Is that it? I mean, if. if... No, 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 he has. Okay, he has. okay. I didn't know if that's uh, what he meant by not his type. Okay. No, 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 he has, but. And, and I'm just, oh, I hope it doesn't make me sound like Biatch. <laughs> um, but he, it's just like based off of like even just how she carries herself. Okay. Um, how she carries herself. And I mean, he's not like, he, he'll date, he dated like a white from the past. So that's not just because he doesn't like white women. But, you know, the conversation leading into this was just sort of like, oh, you know, like just white girls aren't my thing. And it's like, all right, well, are you sure about that? Because here you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um are so so you were you were you ups, were you more upset at her or him or both? Um not upset with her. Um but just sort of upset, I guess disappointed with Kendall. Okay. I think I mean the funny thing is like well, I want to get to the, the next part, which was uh, an incident that happened during the episode last night that was kind mm-hmm. of confusing a little bit. And that mm-hmm. was um, Rocky and Trent versus Shaquille and Blake. Oh, um, yeah. First off, I didn't even know there was a Rocky and Trent on the show because we didn't even know about them for <laughs> three episodes. And all of a sudden they're stirring the pot and calling out Blake and Shaquille. So um, I, from what we saw, it looked like Rocky and Kent, uh, Rocky and Trent made a comment towards Blake, I think, just calling him a bitch or something like that or told him mm-hmm. to F off or something. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Blake's like, Shaquille, you should go over there and do something about it. And, you know, kind of got in their face. Then you kind of came, like, first, I think it was, was it Chelsea that was there? Yeah, it was Chelsea that was there. And then all of a sudden you came in from the other room telling Shaquille to to just, you know, calm down. And can, can you explain, I was confused by that whole situation. Maybe there's something I didn't yeah. say. What happened? Yeah, it, it was a little choppy. So, um. 
you know, these guys, Rocky and Trent, just sort of talking smack. And I guess one side note I will say is when you live with 12 men, it definitely feels like a mixture of high school and like a frat house. Yeah. Um, so I didn't realize it would be this much drama living with a ton of men. But anyway, um, you know, just sort of talking back and forth, Blake, throwing shade, calling him out of his name. And um, I see Chelsea over there talking with them. But when I walked over, it was when Shaq had gone over to – sort of confront these guys per Blake's instruction. And from where I'm sitting in the house, I just see Shaq and Chelsea. So to me, it looks like he's raising his voice at Chelsea. And that's one thing that I don't play. Yeah. So I went over there because I'm like, all right, like yelling, I'm a homegirl, not cool. I'm going to, I like, I have to step in. I'm that friend. So I go over and I'm like, oh, you know, you're not yelling at Chelsea. You're yelling at like these two guys, whatever. And so just, you know, trying to be a good friend to Shaq, I'm sort of just like, hey, you know what? Like, just walk away. Like, these guys aren't worth it. And he's like, you know, I know. Like, I don't want to waste my time talking about these guys. And I'm like, well, you talking about how you don't want to waste your time is still you wasting your time. So, like, let's just walk away. Let's walk away. And so I'm, you know, trying to tell him over and over, walk away, walk away, walk away. And I think at some point I, like, put my hand on his shoulder. Yeah. And I was like, walk away. And he sort of, like, jerks his shoulder back. And he's like, don't touch me. And so now I'm like, okay, well, now I'm mad because I'm trying to help you. And now you have an attitude with me and me just being me. I'm like crying now because I'm mad and I'm frustrated. I want to punch somebody like it was just all over the place. But I, my, my heart was in the right place. I was trying to help him. Where was where was Aaron during all this since that was I can't remember if that was before or after she had had her date with Shaquille. What, what did she think about all this? Um. She so it's actually funny when we watch. She's like, "Oh my god, I didn't realize that this happened." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think she was she was in the house, and um, but she was just sort of like, you know, why is he going off? You okay. know, like when yeah. we watched the episode yesterday, it's like the first time that we're even just seeing the side conversation between Blake and Shaq. So it's like, oh, so that's why he walked over. Well, there were two major themes to this week's episode. One was obviously the the progression of Kendall and Alexis's relationship, which was which we all saw. But then the other thing was Blake the fake. And again, this is something that I don't know if we've gotten the full picture as viewers of what this was about. Clearly, people were saying that he was fake. Clearly, Chelsea was observing him, like she said, like I yeah, people told me that you were, and then I observed you. And I came to the same conclusion. Yeah, you're fake. Um, Last night after the show, there were all sorts of lives going on Instagram and everyone's jumping on everybody's live. And I'm trying to keep up with who the hell is who's (laughs) saying what and who the hell is showing up on whose. I turned Mark had Blake and Shaquille on his live last night after the show ended. And I watched probably the first five minutes of it. And immediately one of the first questions that Mark asked to Blake was, you know, hey, you've been called a fake. And, you know, what was that all about? He goes, I'm seeing it for the first time, so I'm asking you, what was that all about, Blake? And Blake seemed to double down on, you know, hey, there are people in this house that maybe weren't getting time, so if they're not getting time, their idea is to tear down other people, and that's what was happening to me. So Blake clearly doesn't think he's fake. Where are you on the Blake is fake uh, drama? Um, Out of it. That's where I am. <laughs> um. But I mean, it's like, did you see it? Did you understand what people were saying with him? Like, could you at least understand why people were calling him that? Because there were, it's almost like where there's smoke, there's fire. And there's way too many people calling him fake for it just to be coming out of left field. 
Oh yeah. I mean, I guess I can only really speak on my personal experience with him. Yeah. And all I know is if we're off to the side having a one-on-one conversation and you're laughing and you're joking and then, you know, a camera comes around the corner and now all of a sudden you're crying, it's a little questionable to me. Okay. Uh, so for me, it was sort of like, you know, are the things that you're saying, because I, mean, I will say like Blake was giving us girls a lot of advice. He was supporting us, but then it was just kind of like, what's genuine like do you actually care about us do you actually mean these things or are you just saying it because you know you just want us to side with you when you're like now doing like out-of-pocket things or just being rude towards people so i mean i i guess i'm sort of leaning on the side where he is a little questionable sometimes and can be a little fake <laughs> okay yeah because you weren't the one that was in the standing next to chelsea when she was having like that circle conversation that was, I believe Kristen was next to her where Blake was like, Hey Griffin, do you think I'm fake? And they were like, no, 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 no. Don't bring, don't bring other people into this. That was Kristen. That was with her at that time, I believe. So yeah, yeah that, and that's the thing. I think that a lot of people, hell, I think the temptation Island Instagram account even put up a, a poll question last night. Do you believe <laughs> Chelsea or do you believe Blake? And it was literally the last time I checked, it was 51% said he is fake and 49% said no. Like, America is still split down the middle of what they think about Blake. Yeah, I think everyone's pretty confused. Like, but why is he fake, though? Yeah, and that's where the that's why I wanted to ask, like, where do you stand on this? And in, and in your interactions, like you said, this is something that uh, for you is like, okay, no, this is where I kind of see uh, what they were saying. And, um, and I think now hearing what your answer was and comparing mm-hmm. it to what Chelsea told him in her one-on-one talk with him, it does seem like this is a guy that maybe turned it on for the cameras, like acted one way when cameras weren't around and then wanted to be like the guy that everyone ran to and Mr. Advice and maybe for camera time is right. Seems to be what it is. Okay. I mean, you can only hope that people come on there and are actually genuine, but unfortunately (laughs) that doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to get people there. I mean, it's it's yeah. reality television. We're going to get people that are coming on the show just for the idea of... And look, this is a reality television show that films in, in Maui. Who don't want to go to Maui for a yeah. month? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, True. so we we are at a position where we're four episodes in. You, mm-hmm. ha- you know, the last episode ended with you watching what Kendall did. I know you can't give anything away for the rest of the season, but... One of the things that we saw uh, literally as the credits are running is you guys getting back in the van and Crystal, uh, Kristen is basically like, all right, we are going to celebrate the new Erica tonight. So what can we, without giving anything away, what can we expect going forward with Erica and your journey? Yes. um, You can expect to uh, watch me rediscover myself and be unapologetic about it. Well, that's good. Um, I, is there anything? Uh, let's see. I'm sure. I'm sure date number three happens next episode. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but are we looking at um, when you let you? If you can put yourself back in that position in Maui, leaving that second bonfire, mm-hmm. where was your head at? Where, was it almost? Because I, I almost feel like now, after talking to you, what's going to come is. What we what you told me earlier in the podcast, which was, hey, Kendall cheated in real life, and then once I started, you know, and then I was right place, right time. I was getting attention. I was at a a low point, and I got attention, and I, you know, cheated myself. 
I'm not going to say that you are going to return the favor, but is it more of when you left that um, bonfire, you were like, okay, now it's official that Kendall has crossed a line that I'm not thrilled with. I'm really mm-hmm. not going to uh, be closed off to this experience, and I'm really going to just open up and, and see what happens. Yeah, so um, that was definitely a thought. Um, it was never like a, oh, well, now I'm going to open up, and then that comes with, like, opening my legs, too. <laughs> um, it was just like, you know, like, I'm going to um, just really embrace this experience and let my walls down because leading up to – that bonfire I had just been like you know getting to know the guys but not really trying because it was like oh but I still want to be respectful but I'm like okay well there's my partner disrespecting me so for what you know like why am I still just being so mindful of this person when he's not being mindful of me so um so yeah I mean just in that moment of heading back to the house after the bonfire it was like all right like that was the confirmation I needed he's obviously not worried about me so I'm gonna start worrying about myself gotcha and that's probably I mean, the whole point of going to this through this process, as Mark said in the beginning, is you probably came there with a bunch of questions. And by the time you're in the middle of it or even at the end of it, they're not even the questions you had for yourself. And it, oh, yeah. it's it's a totally bizarre experience. Um, I think most people looking would be like, I would never bring my significant other on the show, but we thank you uh, for doing it so we can be entertained by, by it all. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And Chelsea and Aaron. <laughs> Uh, and Kristen for for taking your men and and going on the show, so we could all get some serious enjoyment out of this. And and we will be looking forward uh, to what happens uh, the rest of the way. So Erica, thank you uh, so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And um, I want to say good luck the rest of the way, but you already know what happens. So we'll just say um, we'll be watching, and I wish you the best and we'll keep in touch. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Erica. All right. Thanks. Thank you so much to Erica. I really appreciate her coming on. A lot of tough questions to answer. And, you know, they are the most talked about couples so far because, let's face it, the other three couples, Aaron and Corey, Julian and Kristen, Tom and Chelsea, they haven't really stepped out yet or done anything where there was questionable behavior involved. Kendall, he had sex with another woman. Erica has to deal with that now. How does it happen? How does she deal with it going forward? What does she do now? Does she turn her attention to... Looks like she's into Jesse. Does she turn her attention to him? Is there someone else that comes along? Does she have sex this season? I don't know. And I'm not, I know nothing about the spoilers of this season, but it does seem really hard to believe that Kendall and Erica leave this show as a couple. But remember, when you get to the final bonfire, you have three choices. Leave as a couple, leave single, or leave with one of the singles. So I don't know what happens with those two. I just pretty much can eliminate one of those three in that those two leave together. I'd be stunned if they left together. That's just my opinion. So anyway, um, I appreciate you all listening. Thank you, Erica, again, for coming on. Thank, thank Kendall last week for coming on as well. And uh, thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. We're back next week. I think we're going to have a couple of the singles on from Temptation Island next week since we've covered half the couples. Tom and Chelsea have been on, now Kendall and Erica. So next week, I think we're going to go with a couple of the singles, the the notable singles this season. So for Erica Washington, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. See you!